0: God bless you brothers and sisters, Um, happy holidays and um, looking forward to uh, the many things that God's doing and uh, we're living in a time right now where we have to really depend on God. So tonight I want to read from Revelations chapter 3 verse 19 and it reads, those whom I love I rebuke and discipline, be earnest and repent. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time, my God, and I thank you for your word, and I thank you, my God, that you've uh, given us so many opportunities, oh God, to, to draw near to you. And tonight I just want to pray that um, as your word is spoken, that hearts would turn to you, my God, that this would be the opportunity for salvation, my God. And we need you more than ever, Lord. We need your touch, we need your guidance, and we need your help. Be with us, and we, pr- and we pray in your precious strong name, Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, amen. So at the beginning of this pandemic, our church was able to pivot from having Bible study in uh, homes to uh, having a Bible study on Zoom. Uh, We've experienced on Zoom church growth. It's been a win-win for us. Um, The third week of our Zoom Bible study, uh, we started with chapter 3 of Revelations. As a matter of fact, we've been, we've gone through all of the book of Revelations, and then we started um, going through the book of Daniel. We finished with the book of Daniel, and um, last night, we we, uh, did, well, Tuesday, Bible study, we did uh, the book of Acts, and we did chapter 2. So here's a plug. Uh, If you uh, want to experience some Holy Ghost stuff, uh, zoom in on Tuesdays with uh, Pastor Kevin. So... We read the book of Revelations, and it's a book that's really challenging to uh, study because, for so many reasons, but there were several things that we learned as we looked at the book of Revelations this past year. We learned that God is sovereign and that Christ is king, and that all things culminate in Jesus, and that Satan is a defeated foe. Also, we can't comprehend the great things that God has before us. And we also learn that justice will be served. And then we learn that Jesus Christ is coming soon. So we better get ready and we better get right. Amen. So those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. See, in this verse, we see God speaking to the church of Laodicea. Those whom I love, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whomsoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. See, God loves you, and he loves me. Like the worship song that we sing, God's love is a reckless love. There's no shadow he won't light up, mountain he won't climb up, coming after us. There's no wall that he won't kick down, lie he won't tear down, coming after you and me. If you're feeling unloved today, I want to encourage you and I want you to know that God loves you. He hears you and he sees you. You're not alone. This walk is not a walk that we need to walk alone. God is with us. Because this is uh, the, God's nature to love us and it's his nature to be a loving God, as we become believers and ask Jesus to come into our lives, our nature changes. Our nature should be that reflection of God's love. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13 says, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have a gift of prophecy and can phantom all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. This is my favorite part in this chapter, verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not uh, dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. If you're in a relationship right now that is very selfish, that's not love. God's love is not self-seeking, and this is our nature as believers, to not be self-seeking. It is not easily angered, and it keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth, and it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always preserves. I don't know about you, but in my family, we have a family group chat. And many times we're enjoying that family group chat because everybody chimes in and puts videos that are funny or we'll put something that's inspirational. And then sometimes there are um, chats that are inappropriate, and I have to come in and remind everybody, hey, remember, we have the nature of God. This is God's love, and we should be loving to each other. Mm -hmm. And um, my niece, Gloria, (laughs) um, one time that I had um, chimed in in one of our – group chats she said Thea linda i think i'm going to put that in your tombstone first corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 and that is something that i i i I really when she said that to me it made me understand and 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 it gave me some hope that she is paying attention (laughs) and i hope she does put it on my tombstone those i love those whom i love i rebuke and discipline so be earnest and repent. God loves us. Even in our unlovableness, he deals with us by rebuking us and disciplining us. A loving, caring father is not going to withhold discipline. Amen? Which is my second point. So my first point was God's love. This is my second point. Rebuke and discipline comes from a place of love. Deuteronomy 8.5 says, so know in your heart, that just as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord, your God, disciplines you. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 32 says, But when we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned with the world. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Story time. <laughs> Here's a story, and I'm going to give you part one of this story. At the very, very uh, beginning of my walk with the Lord, I had a couple of dreams. And one of the dreams that I had, and you've probably experienced this, uh, where you're flying in the air and you're just flying. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but that was my dream. I was flying in the air. But what stood out to me was, as I was flying in the air, these were the words that were coming out of my mouth. Repent, for the kingdom of the Lord is near It kept coming over and over in my dream that I was saying this. And when I woke up, I just felt such a strong presence of God that I got on my knees. And I knew that God was trying to tell me something. And this image and this experience as a believer solidified my faith in a loving God. The message that was placed in my heart back then, it still resonates more than ever before. As I continue to draw near to God, it continues to become more and more alive in my heart that this is what God wants for us. He wants us to lead a life that is earnestly seeking him, which leads me to my third point. He says, be earnest and repent. Be earnest and repent. As I was praying for this message and asking God to give me some guidance, you know, being earnest, in um, some translations it says, be zealous. And when you look at that word in the Greek, zealous, earnest, zealous, it's um, when you're bubbling, it's so hot that you're bubbling over and that there's a commitment there, that there's a fire there. And that's what I believe that God wants from us. God wants us to be earnest in how we live, committed, that our hearts are committed and totally sold out to his purposes and his plans in our lives. I'm going to tell you something. Serving God and giving your life to God, his yoke is easy. His yoke is easy. I love being able to serve God, and I want to encourage you, encourage you that if God has given you a ministry, to let that fire stir up, fan that flame. Amen? So we see the phrase, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. You know, Jesus stated those words in Matthew 4, 17. But there was, uh, there he said, repent for the, I'm sorry, he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. But before he said it, John the Baptist said it. And in Matthew chapter three, verse two, where he's, John the Baptist says the same thing. And let me ask you this. Why? And we were talking about this at Bible study. Why was John the Baptist so bold and proclaiming repentance, and calling those that were listening brood of vipers. I mean, he was calling them out, and he had this boldness that God had given him. And uh, during our Bible study, we talked about the boldness that Peter had after being filled with with the Holy Ghost. He was filled with the Spirit of God, and he had something that happened to him. And today, I want you to be encouraged that as you continue to draw near to God, God is able to bring the change that is needed in our lives. Amen? So I thought, what gave John the Baptist um, all this boldness that he had? And uh, I was thinking, well, maybe it was because he was pumped up on protein because he was eating locusts and wild honey. Um, He was a forager. The Bible says that he was eating locusts and wild honey. And um, I found out that there's a a group of people that are... um, uh, producing protein bars that uh, come from the same ingredients of what John the Baptist was eating. So I just found that very, very interesting that he was eating locusts and honey, wild honey. And in Leviticus, it states that locusts was was uh, kosher. So um, it's just, uh, I know in the Latino community, we have these, um, there's these little grasshoppers that people eat with some, uh, some tajim, I think it is. But um, this was interesting to me, that he was eating locusts and wild honey. and But there he, he was committed to what he was supposed to be doing. Some interesting facts about John the Baptist. Um, he was baptizing people in this one area of the Jordan River. And that particular spot was an appointed a spot that God had when, when the children of Israel crossed over into the Promised Land. And it's almost as though the symbolism that's there you see John the Baptist calling people out to cross over to be baptized to 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 experience a newness in God because they had gone so far away from him and here he was proclaiming you can change your life give your heart over and i imagine that they were uh, that people that were listening were convicted and convinced that this was a man of God that this was a prophet that God had put so Also, John, he was a descendant of Aaron, and um, his mom and his dad were both descendants of Aaron. And I thought that was interesting, too, because we know that descendants of Aaron in the Old Testament, they were the priests, the high priests. They were the ones that served in the temple. They were the ones that led worship before God. And here he is, John the Baptist, a descendant of Aaron, of the high priests, And then it was just so interesting. And um, it just, it became so alive to me last night when we were talking about the fire of God. And it was so interesting that it was at the point when his father was lighting the incense that God spoke to him in that fire, when he's lighting the incense, God tells him, you are going to have a son and and your son's name is gonna be John, Juan. So I just thought that was fascinating also it's fascinating that he uh that the Bible describes his garments that he was wearing this like camel uh clothing and um kind of made me feel a little itchy I guess that's you know but anyways <laughs> he um he had these garments and it's interesting because in the Old Testament you see elijah Elijah also wore this uh, hairy mantle, which was a mark of a, a prophetic office, and um, from Elijah on down, it was the, the the prophets. They separated themselves for God, and they wore these outer garments. But there was something also inside of John that just gave him this boldness to to proclaim and to, and to prepare the way for God. And uh, when when John said, "Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world," he was doing his priestly proclamation. Of the approval sacrifice, isn't that fascinating? That you know, he was doing what he was supposed to be doing. He was taking what God had given him, and he was proclaiming, and and he was making a way for Jesus to come into the picture. And um, this is part two of my story. I had another dream, kind of around the same time, in my early walk with the Lord. And this and this dream, it was such a strong presence of God that I had to get up and look out the window because I just felt the presence of God in my room. And I was humbled, and I heard God's voice say, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Those two phrases, those two dreams have shaped my faith because I've realized that God loves me and that God wanted to do something in my life, that if I gave myself over to him, that God would guide me. And today I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you if you if you've given yourself over to the Lord, continue to seek him. Press in. Continue to to pray. Continue don't let this situation get you down. You know, God has something planned for us and God is doing something, and the church might be silent right now because we can't move out of here. But I'm going to tell you something. Something is taking place, and I believe with all my heart we're going to see something great happen. Amen? So in the Greek, the word repent means to change one's mind, to feel remorse. Repent means to be converted. When you change your mind about something, it will change your actions. Amen? John and Jesus were calling their listeners to align themselves uh, and their lives with God's kingdom. And that's what God wants us to know today. God wants us to align ourselves with his kingdom, amen? I think, um, I think repentance is like this. It's like, it's like a, a, a 180, you, you do a 180 in your car or in your skateboard or on your skateboard. You're driving down the street in a highway or skating in your monopatín, your skateboard, and suddenly you see a signpost that says road construction ahead. So you make a U-turn. You don't keep going that way because you know that there's a possibility of some, somebody or, or you getting hurt. So you read the signs, and that's what God wants for us today. He wants us to repent. He wants us to see the signs. He wants us to have our eyes open. He wants to show us that there's something that we need to do in our lives. What do, you, what do we uh, repent from? In our text, in Revelations chapter 3, the church was being asked to repent from being lukewarm. In verse 15, uh, in Revelations 3, verse 15, it says, I know your deeds, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich, and I've acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Today, we need to repent. We need to repent from unforgiveness. You know, Jesus taught us to pray for forgiveness. He said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let's keep it real. How can we claim to be true believers and live a life of unforgiveness? You ask God for forgiveness and we can't forgive somebody for something super small. Let's repent today from unforgiveness. Tomorrow's not promised. We have people in our lives that we need to love. We have people in our lives that need to be touched by God. Repent from cheating and lying. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Repent from gossiping. Romans 2, verses 3 and 4 state, so when you are, so you, when, um, sorry, So when you, a mere human, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead us to repentance? This particular verse kept coming over and over in my heart because I, I remember it as a song, but it's intended, you know, his kindness is intended to lead us into repentance. And I hope you understand what that means. So in closing, this time of the year in the most wonderful uh, season of the the year, uh, we have this shining light of the world with us, Emmanuel, God is with us. So, Let us look to him. If you've never experienced true love, God is here reaching out his hands to you, and he wants to hold you, and he wants to help you, and he wants to guide you. See, salvation is a gift from God, and he wants you to experience that repentance and be born again. God is calling you out. God is saying, come to me. Come to me, my son, my daughter. If your family is in need right now, for whatever reason, whether it's financial or just a piece in your home, God is saying, come to me, not just halfways, but all, bring me all, bring me all. That's what God is saying to you. So I want to pray tonight. If you've never accepted Jesus into your heart and you want to change and you need a change and you're just fed up and tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired. God wants to do something in your life. And at this time, I just want to say a prayer. Of, uh, so go ahead and bow your heads right there where you are or go in your room or just in a quiet place and just bow before God tonight. And just repeat after me, Lord, come into my heart, change my life. I believe that you can change my life. And I pray for forgiveness of my sins and I want to repent and I want to know you God God I ask that you would forgive me of my sins help us oh God I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose on the third day today I want to be born again Hallelujah. thank you Lord Jesus tonight if you said that prayer or today if you said that prayer I want you to believe that God is doing something in your life and he can change you. And you can either contact us by email or calling um, or looking on our website for phone numbers. We're here to help. We're Victory Outreach. We are an outreach and we're here to help. You're not alone. God bless you.